Romans 6, 12 through 16. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin? Because we're not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey. Let me read that again. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves, yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. Amen. Lord, Thank you for your power. Thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love and your kindness. Thank you for giving us all the tools and all the power we need for us to fight off and to, and to fend off sin. So it shall not have dominion over us, but we'll have dominion over it. Father, thank you for Jesus Christ dying for our sins. Amen. Amen. Let not. We, we look at let not and there's. Amen. There's there's over a hundred let nots in the Bible. And, 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 and the, really the true meaning of the word let not means battle on. Fight to the finish. Don't stop fighting. Don't let anything have Dominion. We, we, we talk about dominion. We, we use that, that verse all the time here on Sunday mornings when we say, To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. We talk about this morning in Sunday school. Dominion is in us. When God saved us, God filled us with power. Power to do what? Think about it. If God filled us with power, what was that power given us to do? To serve him. To, to, to serve him. And how do we serve him? By not letting sin reign in our mortal bodies. So Paul is saying here in our Let Not series, he said, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. That word reign means rule. That word reign means have power over you. He says that word reign in your mortal body, these fleshly bodies are, were, were, were created to give God glory. They also were created to sin. And it's hard to do both. God said we ought to, we ought to fight to give God glory in these mortal bodies. Paul wouldn't. Paul wouldn't tell us to do something. He wouldn't, he wouldn't command us to do something that was impossible. Amen. There, there's, folks, there's folks living that think it's impossible for them not to have power over sin. I think about it, I think about it like this. Sin going to get a, a victory every once in a while. 
in the believer's life. But the, the sin ought not become the victory. Sin ought not be victorious. Think about a, think about a fighter back in the day when, 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 when Cassius Clay and some of the great fighters, they fought 15 round fights. Okay? And you may lose a round. You may lose two rounds. You can lose five rounds in a 15 round fight and still win by unanimous decision. How about this? You could, you could be losing all 14 rounds and still knock them out in the 15th round. Okay? The, 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 the question I have and the, and, and the reason I say that, we're going to keep fighting. You got to fight sin. And, and, and sin don't want us to fight. Sin wants us to say, just take it. You know, nothing, nothing you can do about it. The world going crazy, just go on with the flow. That's not, that's not what Paul is saying. That's not what Paul is saying. That's what no preacher should say. He says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it. Okay? Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. What are our instruments? Our hands? Our eyes? Our tongue? Our ears? Our thoughts? Say you want to use all of it. Okay? He said, you need to yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. Watch this. But yield yourselves unto God. Now he's talking to people of God. Yield yourself unto God. You know what yield means, right? You ever, you ever, be, you ever, you ever be riding? I know, I know for me, you know, one of my one of my daily routes is to get on the I get on the freeway right there at Speedway and Liberty. And 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 the people coming up Belmont, they they have to yield. They don't yield. Most of them don't yield. I, I have to yield. Because they ain't not gonna yield. Every once in a while, some of them they'll slow down, but for the most part, they coming off Belmont, they just come right around there. They don't yield. The Bible says we ought to yield. Yield unto God. We ought to slow down and pay attention to what God is saying. Sometimes we just have to slow our lives down. Some of our, some of our lives are like those folks that don't yield. We're going so fast. We're so busy. We, we got so much going on that we can't yield. Amen. We don't have time to yield. We in a hurry or we just too tired because we've been in a hurry so long. And we don't have time to yield. Bible says that we ought to yield unto yield ourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. That's Amen. deep. That's interesting. Who? We ought to. We ought to. We ought to yield ourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. Paul knows what he's talking about. What's that talk? What's he talking about? We were once dead in sins. Amen. Okay. No, that, no, that really means when I say dead in sin, sin can't control over us. We didn't even care. We were unconscious. We didn't even think about sinning. We just sinned. It was just natural for us. We wake up sinning, go to bed sinning. Our thought life was on sin. We were servants to sin. Amen. Okay. And the Bible says in Ephesians, we was dead in our sins. But when we became men of God and women of God and children of God, we were awakened from the dead. We were quickened, as I Deacon Jeremy just said. We were quickened. We were made alive. Amen. Okay? 
God, when we were made alive, God gave us power that sin should not have power over us. You hear me say all the time, greater is he that is what? Within us than he that is in the world. And there was a time we was in the world, we served the world. And some of us served it good. I'm not telling you no more about it. I tell you all the time. I'm not telling you. I was a sinner. That's as far as I'm going. Okay. I don't want to tell y'all no more. Y'all need to know no more. Okay. For sin shall not have dominion over you. You know what? Just gave you another command, didn't he? Didn't Paul just give you another command? That's not a suggestion to the believer. That's not a suggestion. He is not suggesting that sin should not have dominion over you. He is saying sin should not have dominion over you. He said it in verse 14. Watch. For sin shall not have power over you. That's not a a suggestion. So if you're walking around here today calling yourself a man of God, a woman of God, and sin is is calling shots in your life, you're out of the will of God. And you need to ask God, listen, God, I, 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 I need power. Because sin is controlling my thoughts, my actions, my behavior. It's controlling who, who I associate with, where I go, how I spend my time. And I want to I glorify you. That's the, that would be the cry of the, of the believer. I want to glorify you. So give me more power. You know what God would do? You know what he would do if you ask that? And you are sincere and you say, God, I want to serve you. And, and, and I just don't think I have enough power to do it. You know what he would do? He would turn it up. Amen. He would turn it up. He said, oh, you want more power? God, you got it. You got it. Know how I know that? Because that's the kind of God he is. Amen. You say you need more. You say, God, I need more mercy. Know what he said? Know what his name is? He's a God of mercy. No, no. He's a God of what? All mercy. Let's get it right. You say, I need more grace in my life. You know what he is? He's a God of grace. You know, I need more love in my life. It's hard to love people. I need more love in my life. You know what he is? He's a God of love. Sylvia, you know what he's saying? I, I need more patience. I need more patience. Nobody know what he is, God? Know what he is, Sylvia? He's a God of patience. He's a long-suffering God. That's how he operates. So we, 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 if we have not. So, so, somebody, y'all, y'all know these verses. Some of us have not because we ask not. Amen. Okay? We, we, I need more grace. I need more God's favor. I need more God's mercy. I need more God's love. I need more God's patience. You have not because you ask not. No, we know we, we say, well, I need more God's money. <laughs> this, is a, this, is a, this is a great time to find a job. Amen. I mean, you need, you, listen, he's a God of indeed.com. Amen. <laughs> okay. You, you know, you just about it. There's nowhere you can go that's not hiring. Yeah. That's right. So I need more money. Well, you know. Let's look at it. What then? Verse 15. What then? You heard all that I had to say, all that the scripture had to say. What then? Shall we sin? Y'all know the answer to that. Because we're not under the law. Okay? See, see if you was under the law and you sinned, they stone you. Mm-hmm. See, if you was under the law and you, and you was committing adultery and, and you was doing all this crazy stuff, they would stone you. You're not under the law, so they're not going to stone me. Should I sin more because I'm under grace? God forbid. God forbid. 
You ought to know. You ought, you ought to know how you ought to live. Now that you're under grace. Now that you're under grace. Now that God has called you out of darkness into His marvelous life. Now that God has quickened you from the dead, promised you the hope of heaven. Know how you ought to live. You ought to live in total obedience to God. You ought to. You ought to want to give God glory in everything you do. You you want to you want to be a ten. First Corinthians ten thirty one man or woman and all you eat, drink, and do. Due to the glory of God. That's how you ought to want to live. Now that we are not under the law, but we are under grace. Now that we are under grace. We ought to to mortify. I like that word. Paul used that word mortify. You know what that word mortify means? It means to crush something. To crush something. To take it down. Mortify. He says this in Colossians 3. 3, talking Talking about... the let not and, and, and having power over sin. He says, for you are dead and your life is hid in Christ and God. When Christ, talk to the believers who had an issue in Colossians. He said, when Christ, who is our life. This may go over the head of some people who, who don't believe. And I, and I don't have a problem with that. I'm preaching God's word. He says, when Christ, not Jesus, Christ, the Messiah, the one who raised us from the dead, the one who called us out of darkness, the one who quickened us when Christ, who is our life, he's our life. He's our life. He's not just a piece of our life. He's our life. And he shall appear. Paul Paul said when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, not might appear. See, some people live like he might appear. Ah, he may come, he may not. No, when he shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. You know how you're going to appear, appear with him in glory? When your life down here is giving him glory. If your life that if your life down here is not giving him glory, you're not going to appear in glory with him. Some people, like, oh, I can live any old kind of way, and I'm going to appear in glory with him. No, you're not. Amen. No, you're not. He says this in verse five. And this is a command. Remember, I tell you, we're going to be talking for the next three years about the commands of God. The commands of God. This is a command. This is not a suggestion. He says, mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. Mortify them. Crush them. Humble them. Take them down. Deal with them. Ask God to give you power to deal with them. Get right. I want to be right with God. When we come, I want to get right with God. What's up? What are some of the things he's asking us to mortify? Mortify, verse 5, mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Here we go. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affections, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. How about that? Idolatry. Somebody asked me, they, I was on a social media page, they said, if you love the browns, say you love the browns. I said, that's too deep of a word. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. I like them a lot. I'm a big fan of the browns, but I mean, I had to reserve that word love. I had to be careful with that word. You know, there's something about that word, love. Okay, be careful. Can't can't love a whole lot of stuff. Amen. He said, mortify some of this stuff: fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection. What is inordinate affection? That's in a, that's in a, that's an arresting word. Everybody know what fornication is. I think most of us would know what uncleanness is, but inordinate affection. How about that? Immoderate unconscionable stuff that stuff that we see doing now you know I, 
I, I, I, some of the stuff that I read in the news anymore, I think, I think the internet has opened up a whole new realm of craziness. I don't know if this stuff has always been going on, but right now it's just, all you got to do is hit the, you know, you, you punch in the wrong word. Stuff come up. Oh, inordinate affection. Well, when, you know, we went, we'll never know who all went to Epstein Island. But if you got on that plane, you had inordinate affection. Amen. Something wrong. You know where that plane was going. If, if Blanche would have got on that plane and the, and the, and the, and the, and the, and the pilot would have said, we are on our way to Epstein Island, she should have been hollering and screaming. Amen. I'm going to Thomasville, Georgia. <laughs> Travel plans have changed. And my phone should have been buzzing. Come get me, Pastor. <laughs> then I was like, I ain't coming to Epstein Island because my name be on that list. I send Dick and Jeremy. <laughs> you understand what I ain't ordering an affection? Concupiscent. Concupiscent. He said, he said, deal with all this stuff, covetousness. Just, just wanting stuff. Stuff. Dominion over sin. Let, let me, I'm going to give you a couple more. I, you know, I was going to say 152 weeks. 50, 152 weeks. Here's one. Galatians 5.26. Here's, here's Paul calling on the people of God. And this is a big problem with the people of God. People, people act like, well, you know, it ain't a problem. It's a problem. We all have the problem. We all have a pride problem, Okay. Somebody say, Pastor, you can't be preaching on pride. You pride for I, I, listen. God didn't tell me to preach my life. What did He tell me to do? He said, preach the word. Amen. See, nobody could get up here and preach if, if 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 their life wasn't if they didn't have issues. There's nobody walking this earth. There would be no preachers. Amen. Okay. God told preachers preach the word. So I mean, they hear some of this stuff. I got to mortify some stuff. He said we ought to have power over pride, dominion over pride. Watch what he says in Galatians 5. I'm going to read 25 and 26. He said, if we live in the spirit, if we live in the spirit, if we walk in the spirit, if we live in a spirit-controlled life, the Holy Spirit is controlling our lives. It's not easy, but it's not impossible. If it was impossible, Paul would not say if we live in the spirit. because It's possible for us to live in the spirit. He didn't say we're going to live in perfection. We're going to live in the spirit. Spirit's going to guide us. Let us walk. Let us also walk in the spirit. That's what he said. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. What's that look like walking in the spirit? God is controlling what you think. Remember back in the day? They would wear their WWJD bracelets. They have them on. Hey, what would Jesus do? That's walking in the spirit. Because you don't walk in the spirit. You think, I got to make a decision. Should I, should I, how should I respond to this person who's talking to me crazy? Now, the person who's walking in the spirit will answer him in a spirit-filled way. But the person who's not walking in the spirit, who has turned off the spirit for this occasion... <laughs> Might put some yeast on it, as I know someone someone would say. And then they then after they put the yeast on it, they turn the spirit back on. Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay, so we live in the spirit. Let's walk in the spirit. Now watch this. Here's our let not. Here's our let us. Let us 
Let us not be desirous of vain glory. Wow. Wow. Let us not be desirous of vain glory. What is vain glory? Empty praise. Praise from people who God don't care about. Think about that. You, you hear people, they, they, want, they want a pat on the back. They want a pat on the back for everything they do. And usually they want it from people who, who don't care nothing about God. Vain glory. Empty praise. I, I, I think, I, I sit here and think about preachers on Zoom. They on Zoom. You just, that ain't church. You on Zoom. See, a lot of preachers like Zoom because they think they on TV. Oh, I'm on TV, Mom. Turn on, turn on Zoom. I'm on TV, and and, and they rehearse and they. Pl- I'm on TV. I got the cameras. You ain't on TV. You on Zoom. <laughs> See, and they like it. They man, some churches they never open back up because the preachers like Zoom so much because they think they on TV. That's 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 an empty applause. You know, praise from man. Pastor Day, Preacher Day. You know, back in the day, it had all everybody. Everybody had everybody had a day in the church. Everybody, yeah, Deaconess Day, Deacon Day, Women's Day, Usher Day. The, 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 I mean, the list. I don't know if they ever had Janitor's Day. I never went to a. Nobody ever asked me to speak at Janitor's Day. But everybody had a day because because everybody you had to make everybody happy. That's not biblical. That's not biblical. Let me tell you what's biblical. Let me tell you what's biblical. Here's what's biblical. Paul, right into the Philippians church, a great church, and he did not want them to go there. Paul was warning this church, I don't want y'all to go there. I don't want y'all to go there. Because the Philippian church was one of Paul's favorite churches. You know what Paul said to them? Let nothing, Philippians 2, 3, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Y'all understand what that verse saying? Don't do nothing through strife or vain glory. How about that? Don't do nothing. Don't do nothing that you that you want to get a response from people. You want a pat on the back. You want you want a data boy. You're the greatest. You're the one the most wonderful. You, you, let me let me let me share a story. Let me share a story. This happened once in the Bible. Look at Acts 12.21. Now watch this. Watch this. Here's a story of a man who had a preacher day. Okay? He had a preacher day. Didn't turn out real well for him. That's why I don't see, see, I just want you know, if y'all have a preacher day, let me know because I'm not showing up. Amen. Okay? Ain't for me. Preacher day is Wednesday night. In Sunday school. You want to you have preacher day? Come to Sunday school and Wednesday night. All right? Now look. Verse 20. 1220. Here's Herod. And it says, And Herod was highly displeased of them of Tyre and Sidon. Tyre and Sidon was evil people. Okay? But they came with one accord unto him, having made Blastus the king's chamberlain their friend. So they had they got in on, on, on Herod. And they desired peace because their country was nourished by the king's country. So they was, they was at Herod's beck and call. And upon a set day, Pastor's Day, 
Preacher's Day. Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, set upon his throne and, and made an oration unto them. He's, he, he gave a speech unto the people, that peons that was looking up to him. Okay? And the people gave a shout. Man, people love to shout. I'm glad y'all ain't a shouting church. Yeah, pass out, pastor. See, see, a lot of preachers just set their sermons up to get shouts. And the people gave a shout. Watch what they said. Preachers love this. It is the voice of a God and not a man. They, see? It is a voice of a God and not a man. The people, the people want, they don't want to, they want to lift Herod up, gave Herod the big head. And immediately, the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. How about that? Be careful. Be careful. When you take vain glory, be careful because if you're doing it for God, God gets the glory. You don't. Whatever you do, whatever you eat, drink, or do, do to the glory of God. Don't do it so you can get a pat on the back. Do it for God. He sang this song. To God be the glory. That song don't say to man be the glory, or the pastor be the glory, or the deacon be the glory. No, to God be the glory. What? What for? For the things that he has done. What has he done? He called us out of darkness into his marvelous life. He raised us from the dead spiritually. That's what, that's what we're going to get God glory for. To God be the glory for the things that he has done. I tell y'all the story. I tell y'all the story. Sydney and I was at a church and it was offering time. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. See, COVID, COVID done a lot of good, freed me from a lot of things. Because, you know, I used to cringe passing the plate around, passing the plate around. It's a beautiful thing. And the church is over, you know. Offering went up or down since we, since we stopped y'all from getting up and walking around. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I think it's grown. Okay? Well, yeah, I was at a church. They had a little house. I drew it in my I drew it in my outline. Y'all don't want to see it. It looked like me and Amaya drew it together. But it was a little house. And it had a light in it. And the preacher was preaching. This is a true story. And it was offering time. And, and he said, okay, all you tithers, stand up. Let me talk about pride. He said, all the tithers stand up. Now, I, I don't even believe in tithing. I, I, I'm tied next week when I get my paycheck. I'll be paying my tithes. Way too much. Way too much. Way too much. Way too much. Okay. I'm paying my taxes. I still owe people from last year. I owe taxes. If they come get me young. I take some money out of coffers. Get me out of jail. But, but, he, but, but the priest said, all the tithers stand up. And the tithers stood up. And he said, hold up your envelopes. They held up the envelopes. He said, bring them forth. And they brought, they were marching. They were so happy. They were tired. And they put the envelope in the box. And, and, and everybody sat down. And they sat down. And then the people who weren't tired, then the preacher said, now the rest of y'all come up with y'all's money. That's what they did. I was like, whoa. Whoa. Okay. 
Dominion over pride. Pride, pride is a powerful thing. Pride is a powerful thing. Now, I, I always like to give y'all oldies song in the, in the sermon. Y'all remember this song came out in 1972? Jake, what year was you born? 1985. All right. So, <laughs> so you and Glorice and Karina, all y'all young folks in here. Toy, what year was you born? So this came out the year you was born. So you might have heard it. It was by Carly Simon. And it's talked about pride. She wrote this song. She said, you walked into a party like you were walking onto a yacht. Your hat strategically dipped with low one eye. Your scarf, it was apricot. You had one eye in the mirror as you watched yourself gavitate. And all the girls dream that they be your partner. They be your partner. And here we go. You're so vain. You probably think this song is about you. Don't you see? That's enough. Jake's leaving. That's enough. <laughs> Pride is an issue. And it can't be an issue among God's people. Let me talk about one more on our let not series. Okay? Power. This is big. Because we live in an angry world. We live in an angry world. We live in an angry world. There's some angry people. You may come into contact with some angry people. They may be some angry relatives. They may be some angry family members. But, 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 but God has a word and a command on how we as believers, how to deal with our anger. Now, y'all, I know y'all think I'm just a loving, loving guy. But I have anger issues, too. I get angry at stuff. I get angry at people. I see people do stuff that makes me angry. I, I, I'm, I'm, just, I just, I'm just transparent. But God has said this. Cindy and, I, Cindy and I have been married for a long time. Okay? And, and, and when, when, when she get on my nerves... She ain't in here, so I can say that. <laughs> Y'all know what it really means. Okay. Okay. Anybody here? How many, how many married folks? Jackie, you, you, know, you understand this verse. Okay. Jeremy, I know you. I know you understand it. <laughs> <laughs> Ephesians 4.26. Watch what it says. This is a command. Be ye angry and sin not. Be ye angry and sin not. That's a command. See, that's not a suggestion. God is not saying we ought not be angry. God was angry. He turned over all them tables and started whooping folks. Okay? Did he sin? No, he ain't sin. They sinned. He was adjusting, he was adjusting their situation. You know what they had done? People, people ask, they say, why did Jesus flip them tables? Why did he flip them tables and put them, them, them money changers out? You know what they had really done? They had, they had, they had actually taken the place where the, where the women and the poor people were allowed to have their church service at. They weren't allowed into the, into the actual synagogue, but they had a place outside where they had worship. They could hear the service. So the money changers just, just disregarded them totally. 
told him, said, y'all, you know, y'all not even worthy. Just y'all come back next week when it's over with. But today we're gonna use y'all's, we're gonna use y'all's area as our little flea market. You see, we see Jesus was upset because they had a right to hear the word of God. He, he, remember what he said to, said to, Luke, to Judas when Judas was like, you know, we could use that money to, 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 to feed the poor. Jesus said, you're always going to have the poor. They're never going nowhere. So he put them folks out. That's what he did. He put them out. His anger, he didn't sin. He put them out. But that's, that's the first part of this verse. Watch Ephesians 4.26. Now, 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 let me tell you something. Now, God's word is not going to tell you something you can't not do. Sometimes you must have to swallow your pride. Let me say that again. Just for us in here to have anger issues. And I think we all do. Sometimes we have to swallow our pride. Let be, be ye angry and sin not. Now here's the let. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. What's he talking about? People, some people say, well, you should not go to bed angry. Well, I'll take it a little further. If it's the wintertime, the sun go down around 530. <laughs> See? Well, you know what? I'm not, I, I'm going to be mad until I go to bed. And then you stay up to 3 o'clock watching TV. <laughs> you, you, you work in this scripture. See, that's what you're doing. You're making this scripture say something that is not. No, the sun is going down. If, it, if it's the wintertime, maybe 5 o'clock, 5.30. But in the summertime, it's going down around 7.30, 8 o'clock. So if I call you up and you're still mad and it's 9 o'clock. I ain't went to bed yet. No, 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 no. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Now, I'm going to sit here and tell you, I'm going to have to deal with that. Okay? I'm not sitting here. Listen, y'all do not have the perfect pastor up here. Me and Cindy, she do get on my nerves, and I know I get on hers. All right? And I've thought about this scripture, and I had to say, you know what? Give me a kiss. <laughs> Just gotta deal with it. Toy, you know what I'm talking about. I love my church. Real folks. Amen. James, look at James. Look at James 119. Somebody said it this morning, Sunday school. They be all in my business. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, Christians, men and women of God, let every man be swift to hear. Swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to speak. You ever, you ever talk to somebody? You 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 talk to somebody, and you and you almost can't even wait to get your opinion in there. They telling you real, they telling you real, and they telling you the truth, and you know it. But 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 but. Even though they're telling you the truth, even though you know it, it, it applies directly to your situation. You got a but, 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 nothing. Be swift to hear, slow to speak, 
and slow to wrath. Be slow getting angry. Don't get angry fast. The prisons and the graveyards are filled with people who got angry fast. Amen. Seriously. Don't get angry fast. That's what the scripture is saying. Be slow to speak and slow to anger, slow to wrath. Don't get angry fast. I know some folks, I had a guy, I had a guy when I worked at the prison, he was a good, he was a good inmate. And, and, and he was a, he, I got to work at seven o'clock. I was clockwork. You know, when I showed up, I showed up every day at the same time. You know, he was sitting at my desk every day at the same time. Every day when I showed up at seven, he'd be sitting there because I had my coffee. He had his and we talked. And he was from Youngstown. And we talked. But you know what his nickname was? You know what his nickname was? I think I told you all this story. His nickname was Snap. See, when you meet somebody and their name is Snap. That, that just, that, that, that ought to tell you something. His nickname was Snap. And Snap, Snap was one of my favorite inmates. He, because he was from Youngstown, and he, he, he was, a, he, he ran the whole prison. He ran the whole prison. I don't know what gang he was associated with. It's been a while ago, but he was, a, he was what they would call somebody you don't mess with. And, and by the name Snap, that would give you a hint. Okay. So, so I'm sitting at my desk with Snap drinking our coffee, and, and one of the other inmates come up, and you know, I don't know if I did it or not, but the inmate was unhappy with me. He was very unhappy with me to the point where he called me out of my name in front of Snap, who loved me. So he talked to me crazy. You need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this, you need, you need. and then he walked away, he walked away. And so I came back to work the next day, 7 o'clock, with my coffee, and Snap was sitting there. And about five minutes later, here's this same guy come up to me, and, and now he's walking real bad, and he, he got bruises all over his head. He's walking real bad. And, 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 and he just walked to my dad and said, Sergeant, I just want to say I'm sorry for how I talked to you yesterday. <laughs> Snap got angry quick. You know, you got to be careful when folks get angry quick. I don't like being around folks get angry quick. I, you know, I, you, 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 you know, you get around people, get, they get you in trouble when they get angry quick. Okay? I, I got more on that, but, but let me give you this first. Let me give you this first. I don't, I don't even know where I'm at time-wise, but I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. It's, I know. Romans 12, 19. Watch this. Because we got to deal with our anger. Because God has given us his spirit. He's given us his spirit. When we get God's spirit, we get power. Nothing like a powerless Christian. Nothing like a powerless Christian that can't control his anger. Because really what you're saying, I'm not, I, don't have, I just don't have it. Same person singing Amazing Grace. Romans 12, 19. Watch what it says. Paul writing to the Romans. Who are mad? They were, they were mad. They were upset. They were angry with, 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 the, with Rome. These were Christians under the Roman authority and Paul's preaching to them. And they want to overthrow Rome. They are upset with how they're being treated. And Paul says this to these people that he loved. He said, dearly beloved. Now Paul getting into dearly stuff. He said, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. He says, he says, but rather... He says, but rather give place unto wrath. Why are you talking about give place? Let, let, let them be angry at you. Let them do what they got to do. Watch, watch. 
For it is written. For it is written. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, say the Lord. The Lord is our refuge. He's our place of safety. So God is saying, let them do what they got to do. Let them do what they got to do. Don't take matters in your own hands. Okay? He says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. That's another command. God is saying, I will repay. Say the Lord. Let me read verse 20 just, just in case somebody say, huh. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him a drink. For in doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Watch this now. Powerful verse. This is a command. This is a command. We're going to do, we're going to do 1,050 commands in 156 weeks. Here's another command. Be not overcome of evil. That's a command. Be not overcome of evil. Here's another command. But overcome evil. How? With good. Amen. With good. Overcome evil with good. God bless y'all. Let me. Ooh. Yeah. Overcome evil. We're good. Let me stop there. Let me stop there. Let me stop there. Precious Lord, let me stop there. You saved us. Thank you, Lord. You didn't save us for nothing. You didn't save us, so we can just go on about our lives. The rich young ruler came running. What must I do to be saved? He really didn't want to know. You got to glorify your Glorify God with your stuff and glorify God, God with your life. Glorify God with your families. Glorify God with your in your marriage. Glorify God the way you raise your children. Glorify God in the way you work on your job. Glorify God in the, in the neighborhood you live in. Glorify God in all you do. Even, even when what you have to do is uncomfortable, you ought to steal what? Give glory to God. Even when what you're going through is painful, you still have to give glory to God. God, give us the strength to do that. Give us the power to do that. Give us the wisdom to do that. And then surround us with people who want to do that. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.